Alrighty. Pilo, Pilo, Pilo. It's been one heck of a week, man. Um, we've both had the sickness. We've both been down with the sickness. Coming out of it on the other end here, you can actually hear my voice tonight. Uh, I had a lovely thing called COVID the last several days. That's been fun. Um, and you had the pneumonia. Is that right? That's right. It's been brutal. Double pneumonia, man. Yeah, double pneumonia. So, you know, instead of thumps tonight, instead of cracking open a beer, you might hear me cracking open a Paul's uh, menthol lozenge here. Um, but anyway, we guys, we have a great show um, lined up for you. Let's go ahead and get to that show. Welcome to To The Top Talk. and salutations everyone and welcome to another episode of to the top talk we are recording this um on january the 11th from beautiful hattiesburg mississippi here as always with your break from the high resource five propaganda to talk a little southern miss athletics i'm your host jason bailey joining me now the one and only patrick lowry how we doing man i uh, like you said in the intro golly what a week this has been um as someone who has been through this whole pandemic in the last, you know, since 2019, and honestly, I, I, I haven't been sick um, probably since then. I mean, since since it's sometime before that started. So uh, still, knock on wood, haven't had COVID, uh, but did find out this week I have had double pneumonia. So, man, it has been the worst I have felt in a long time. So uh, just to be able to hear, to be here and do this tonight, uh, We've already come a long way, so I know right. we're both we're both feeling it this week. Yeah. So what happened since the last time we recorded? Um, uh, just a few things that we're going to give our thoughts on as the show goes. Uh, we are going to get to our guest really quick, um, but since we last recorded, I want to hit on the Demar Hamlin thing um, just a little bit because we actually yeah. we usually only talk about Southern Miss stuff, but I think that's thing that that's something that struck everyone, and it happened yeah. while we were recording. I get off uh, the episode and I'm going to check out the fantasy football. I mean, the football for my fantasy team. And uh, cause I had two huge guys playing. I had Allen and Chase on my team and I go, and that's when they were all kneeling on the ground. And then I started watching the Twitter and all that. And uh, so before the, you know, it, before the show's over, I wanted to give our thoughts on that. Um, some other things that happened, Southern Miss played a couple basketball games. Uh, the men's and the women's teams are going to touch on those uh, big nasty coach Carmody passed away. He left his mark at Southern Miss, and he's going to be missed. Um, so all those are all things that we're going to get to, among others. But joining us now, this is a guy I've been trying to get on the show for quite a while. Uh, he was um, – I remember him from, from when he played here. You know, I've been to most of the basketball games the last 20, 25 years or so. It's always a guy that, that stuck out to me on the court. Um, he is out of Brooklyn, New York, played at Southern Miss from 2007 to 2011. A Conference USA all-defensive team member. When he, in college, he played at six foot six, 225, was a rebounding machine. He could guard all five positions, deadly from the foul line. Once made 17 out of 20 free throws in a game versus East Carolina uh, back in the day. He started a lot of games for the black and gold. He always left it all out on the court. One of our favorite players. Welcome to the show, Saquon Stone. What's up, Stoney? Stone. How you doing? How y'all doing? Thank y'all for having me. 
That was a crazy intro. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I hope I got a lot of that right. We were joking before the show that that, that not that you're and you know from like the, in the black and white days, but the older the player, the tougher it is on the Southern Miss website to go and look up old stats. <laughs> so yeah, you really got to do some. You really got to do some digging. And you know, I'm not like Pilo over there. I don't. I don't have. Um, crazy internet skills so it takes me a little bit but man yeah I've, I've wanted to get you on the show for quite a while um thanks for coming on so so where are you at these days man i, I always thought that you would be a coach and I, i've you sent me your team schedule the other day so i know you're coaching but so you're back up in new york city yes sir i'm out here in new york i'm coaching at my old high school severian high school um for the varsity basketball right now that's awesome. Uh, how's the season going? Uh, we're pretty good. Uh, we're currently eight and four. Um, had a big game last night. Um, got the win. Uh, it's been it's been fun. I've been enjoying the season a lot. Awesome. Um, so, when you're at Southern Miss, your coach was Coach Larry Eustachy. Right. Um, I, you know, and the the practices from, from Larry's days. And I know Pilo can speak to this. He was part of the Larry's loonies. Um, mm -hmm. Pilo is actually in school at the time. Yep. Um, but, but the, the, the practices are, are that of legend. Um, so are you incorporating any of that Larry Eustachy stuff into your coaching? Can you still do that these days? Uh, it's a little bit more relaxed, but the, the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the mentality of it, the hard nose in your face is definitely still there. Just what you say is differently. How you approach it is differently. Um, let them know that that you care while pushing them very hard it is a key to to getting to these young kids and getting the best out of them. So uh, I try my best to incorporate what I did learn and what did help me. And I try to really be. I'm really a defensive guy when it comes to this high school thing too. So it works out learning some things from him, bringing his intensity to our team. Sure thing. Um, so so what about uh, some of the players on your team? Do you, do you have any guys that, that you think might be able to take that next step? Because, you know, Sutter Miss is kind of kicking some ass these days. You might need to add another Saquon Stone-esque type guy to the lineup. Well, we got a, a couple of guys that could really go, um, that could really uh, – that could really, really play on the next level. We got a point guard, Nas, Nazir Muhammad, um, could really do it all, shoot the three, organize a team, really good playmaker, really good handle, guards the best player on the other team every night for us. Um, we got a couple uh, solid bigs, um, big seven, Don Lewis Cologne, shoot the three, rebounding machine, defensive anchor. And we also got a kid, Mikey Walker, also six, seven, uh, very athletic, um, very, very much a defensive anchor, block shots, finishes above the rim. Um, and we got like a sniper in Aaron Goldstein. Um, anytime he's open, it's a, it's a layup. He, he doesn't miss. So it's really good to have these type of kids playing for us. And I think they're going to be real successful on the next level. Uh, I would love to have Southern Miss recruit one of these guys. That would be that would be awesome. Well, Sounds like we, we need can, to make that happen. Yeah, hopefully. I, you know, I'm, I'm texting Coach Abner as we speak, and I'm just kidding. I mean, if you, but, uh, if you use the word sniper and can't miss, uh, we'll sign him up. We'll take him. <laughs> no doubt. Um, hey, Stone, um, you know, I heard this question posed to another player uh, on a national radio show earlier, and I, I heard it, 
And I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask Stone that question. So what does it take to be great? Uh, sacrifice. Um, focus. Um, the ability to endure because it's going to be ups and downs. So you got to be able to endure both to be able to uh, figure out your path. Um, and once you figure it out, you got to lock into that and just just stay strong to you to your, what your what your goals are and don't let nobody knock you off your pivot absolutely um wise words from the great saquon stone there um and now you mentioned that some of your guys wanted to get recruited and be awesome to, to get have sudden miss uh, throw their name in the hat for some of your players so Talk about your journey to getting to Southern Miss. Um, it's a long way, right? I don't know how many miles that is. I know I've never been to New York. I flew over New York on the way to Boston one time. I saw it, and it looks like I would just be lost, and I would just become a statistic probably real quick because I just wouldn't know what I was doing. Um, but so talk about that. I mean, how did you get here? Did you, was that, how did that all come about? Um, you know, I attended Severian High School, but then I ended up going to prep school in uh, – First, I went to Genesis 1 in Mendenhall, Mississippi. I think that's the place, Genesis 1. It was a prep school, but then Katrina had hit. So I was out there when Katrina hit, so I ended up transferring to Longburg Prep, and that was in North Carolina. And that's where I got seen by the assistants um, from Southern Miss, and they started recruiting me very hard. And I was the choices between um, Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York, um, Providence and Southern Miss, and Southern Miss just seemed like a great fit. Seems like it, it felt like home. My family uh, agreed, and that's how I ended up choosing playing for Eustachian and the Golden Eagles. Well, that's awesome. We're we're sure glad that you made that decision. Um, and you know, Southern Miss has that effect on a lot of people. I, I don't know if you still keep up with it. Um, you know, but obviously your plate's full coaching a high school basketball team, but Southern Miss has a way of uh, of, of not only just getting, especially with, with players like you that, that just laid it all out on the court. I mean, that's what Southern Miss is kind of built on. That's that grit, that toughness, that, you know, diving on the floor um, and new Stacey's practices, diving into like the fourth row of the bleachers. Um, <laughs> you know, so and speaking of that, are there any stories that you can share I know there's probably a lot of stories you can't share, but any stories that you'd like to share about uh, maybe any particular games that stick out to you or practices or meetings with coach or, uh, or, or anything along those lines? Just this, everything was just awesome, but practice was just so intense. Coach Stacy was in your face. Uh, you was there. Um, you heard the things that was said. It was, it, but it was all out of love. He was, um, he got the best out of us by challenging us every day. Um, I think the best, the best game. Well, I would say that when Memphis came and packed the house with Derrick Rose in them, with with Chris Douglas Roberts, Derrick Rose, uh, Joey Dorsey, and those guys. Those guys came in. Um, we had those guys beat, but they fought back and beat uh, beat us at the end. I think that's one of the best games I experienced as far as the crowd 
yeah. filling the stands like that. I think that was sold out for the first time. Um, but every night, just the Larry Looney's was just always intense. I, I loved um, getting a block shot and pointing to the crowd. Those guys used to go nuts. Um, I'll never forget, though, when we played Tulsa, I think we, my freshman year, maybe sophomore year, we was down like 18 going into halftime. We fought all the way back and won. I ended up standing on the table and the, 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 the crowd is just going crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I was right there. Look, I, I, there's not a game uh, that I was not there on that front row with the loonies. I mean, we were the ones with the marker board. We were the yeah. ones with, uh, writing stuff and, you know, the UAB game and the and the getting in with their coaches. And I mean, that was all our crew. And uh Man, we loved you. We we loved the intensity and and I remember that East Carolina game, the 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 free throws, man. Like you got to the line over and over and over. And I swear there was a moment where I think you had 17 to 20. I think you hit 16 in a row. I mean, it was like I don't think you ever missed in that game from the line. It was something to see. It was awesome. Uh, thank you. I mean, I love playing for Southern Miss. The the crowd was special. Um, the energy was always there. The environment, yeah, this on campus, uh, on the court, it was just so much love. Um, I just loved everything about it, the atmosphere. I want, I would love to do it again. I wish I was a part of this crew right here. They they undefeated at home. I mean, you can see the Coliseum is still in effect. Um, Bree Green, it was a tough place to play, especially when the crowd is into it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a, a great environment, great atmosphere. We've tried. Yeah, yeah Jason knows. I mean, obviously, you know, we had some down years, and uh, and I think we've said it on the on the pod this you know year at least. It's this season we're starting to see you know those at Hattiesburg uh, they're starting to get back into it and starting to get behind this team and starting to believe again. And uh, these weekend games have been really starting to pack out. So. Uh, it definitely makes a difference. I mean, you you know, Saquon, you can have 3,000 people in there and it can be l- so loud. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, when, when we would have six and 7,000 people in there, it was like you couldn't hear anything. It was insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. Yep. And it's inching its way back there. Um, hey, so, so after college, you played a little bit overseas, right? Yeah. So where were you? Uh, I played in uh, Warnable, Australia, my first years. And then I tore, I tore my Achilles out there, rehab that. Um, I actually came back to Southern Mississippi Rehab with the head trainer, Todd. He actually helped me get back with my feet. Um, and then I went back to Australia and played in uh, Adelaide for the uh, Central District Lions. And then that was my little short stint you know, um, professionally. Cool. That's not something that everybody gets to do. Um, did you always think that you would be, that you would get involved in coaching someday? Not really. Um, I thought I would be playing a lot longer, but I think that um, this is definitely my calling because it's so much fun. And to have a player see what you see from your perspective and watch them make the adjustments from you helping them out and then having them be successful is very, very gratifying. And I love doing it. I love the, the, the X's and O's, which I was never really good at. And I'm learning every day about it now. 
it's different being on this side, especially as a play of my uh, giving my coaches headaches. So <laughs> I know I know the feeling of uh, having a player that gives you headaches now and just seeing myself in a lot of these players is fun to make these adjustments, to make an impact on them on and off the court. Having these daily talks, it's just, it's a great thing to do. I never saw myself doing it, but I'm happy I did. To this, this just came to me. If you are, let's let's say you're you're coaching right now, and you have some guys that are thinking about going to your high school. Let's say one of them is just a can't mess guy. He's he's definitely going to Division One. Let's say he's like a four star prospect, right? But he's got a horrible attitude, or like a two star guy who first in the gym, last one to leave, makes good grades. Like, which one of those guys appeals to you more to coach? Um, Both, because I've had both of those in, in both situations where sometimes the one with the bad attitude just needs a chance, and you need mm-hmm. to speak to them on, on their level to figure out what's going on with them personally and how you can help them. So, um, I mean, the two stars, easy. That's that's the easy one you want. That's the one that's going to be perfect for the team. It's not going to give you no problems. But the one that has the attitude you want as well. Um, you want to help that kid just as much. Um, yeah, um, get him situated. Get him to figure his path out. Um, so both of those really do appeal. The two stars, the obvious, easy choice, the, the choice that most coaches would be like, we'll just take them, make it easier for, for my job. But the job is to help the kids. So the one with the bad attitude is probably the one that needs the most help and probably would need me more. Just in, not on the court, obviously, because he has it all figured out on the court. He's a four-star, you know what I'm saying? So it, it'll probably be handle him more off the court, figure him out, get to his level, how to help that person. Um, I would love to coach both of those kids. Heck yeah, that's um, that's deep. That's that's, that's a great answer. It's that's, that's a great answer. Um, that's like uh, that's that's uh, gosh, I'm going blank. Who's the uh, Chicago Phil? Uh, who's the Chicago Bulls coach? It was forever Jordan's coach. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. I don't know. I can <laughs> Phil Jackson type answer. I can see Tony like getting that guy to read a book, you know? and he comes back out and he's just you know team player and just plus Kobe Bryant. Um, that would Doing be awesome. some meditation out on the court, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah going to Montana. You know, hanging out. With... <laughs> um, so hey, and just a couple more things, and we'll get you out of here, Tony. Um, and and you mentioned your players, and you mentioned your time at Southern Miss. Uh, so, do your players have they looked up any YouTube clips of you? Have they said, "Hey, coach, you know, you told us to do it this way, but I got something right here." You didn't do it. I mean, has any of that happened? Um, actually, my players think I'm trash. They think I just be talking. They don't. <laughs> they don't believe nothing I'm telling them. Um, uh, I played in a faculty student game, and I looked very old and washed up. <laughs> so, they definitely was heckling me and. Um, that's the funniest thing about it, debating those kids, telling them how good I was, and they just not believing me at all. And I just let them know, I wish it was cameras in my era, because you 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 have no clue. I would have gave you fits on that basketball court. But <laughs> it's so much fun just debating them, them thinking I'm just talking. Um, but it, it's, it's cool. It's definitely cool doing that. 
That's awesome, man. Hey, uh, with your high school team, is there any way for, for, uh, do you guys have any games that are, that are streamed or televised in any way? Is there any way that people, if we wanted to log in and, and check you guys out, is there a way to do that? It's something called uh, local live. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, it's live streams for all high school or something like varsity media as well. We have a game coming up this Friday and I think MSG, uh, MSG network, Madison Square Garden Network. Um, they're streaming the game Friday for us this uh against St. Francis Prep. So there's a couple of ways to stream it on online. They're not they're not really televised, but I think that's the way you could catch them. Well, believe me, Southern Miss fans, we're used to getting it, uh, getting uh, watching stuff, you know, in every way possible. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Um <laughs> Well, dude, uh, like I said, I'm going to reach out. I mean, I would love it if you could come back one day. I know that you're going to be coaching, so it's going to be hard to make it back during basketball season. But, man, if you ever get back down for a football game, for a baseball game, anything like that, um, hit us up. Um, I got your drinks. Pilo's got your food. And uh, we, can, we, can, uh, we can just – we can do it up. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so before we get you out of here, um, or do you have any last thoughts for the Southern Miss faithful out there? Just enjoy this ride. Um, Coach Ladner is definitely doing an amazing job. Uh, and you can see when you give him time, what he's done and everywhere he's been. Um, just, just keep supporting, keep filling that Coliseum up. It's going to be a, you're going to end up in a tournament within a year or two, and it's going to be a great situation. Um, I love being from Southern Miss. I love playing in Hattiesburg. That town is one of a kind. Thank you for embracing me all the way from New York. The City Boys definitely has a piece of y'all with me everywhere I go. And I love being a part of that. Thank y'all so much. Stoney, you are the absolute best, man. (laughs) Southern Miss? To the top. Saquon Stone, if you need him, Pilo. Dude, what a guy, man. <laughs> but he about got me there at the end with uh, talking about how much special, how special Southern Miss was. And, and if you knew the guy and you were there when he was there, uh, he was the definition of a Southern Miss guy. And somebody who truly laid it out on the court every single night for the black and gold. Uh if you could like duplicate a guy and have 10 of them on your team, Saquon was the guy. I mean, God, yeah. that was so cool. So cool for me yeah. to uh, be in on that. And, and also, uh, truth be told. So Saquon told us, he said, look, man, I'm really busy, you know, and I've, uh, and I said, well, can you do it next week? This was last week. I was talking to him before right. the sickness hit. Yep. And, um, he's what day, and so we went back and forth for days, and we finally decided on Monday. And because uh, he had a game on Tuesday, then a game on Thursday. And I said, so Monday um, is good, you know, about 8 o'clock our time, 9 o'clock your time. He said, sure. And then, man, we just couldn't go. Sometimes you got to play hurt. <laughs> but there is yeah. just – you couldn't understand what I what I said. Uh, I talked to you, and you sounded worse than I did. Yep. I was like, man, this is just. So I told him, I said, man, I, I this, I, I really want you. Been wanting you for so long. You're one of my favorite guys. 
any way you can do it on Wednesday. And he said, I got you. You know, so so he took some extra time and, and uh just so thankful that he came on. Um yes. That was that was awesome. Um so in the in the beginning of the show, in the intro, we mentioned that uh, we're gonna talk about a few things during the show. Um so this Damar Hamlin thing. Yeah. We touched on it a little bit. And like I said, we're we're just gonna talk about this because it was going on while we were recording. Pilo and I's very first episode ever. Um, one of the craziest, <laughs> most tragic things ever happens in an NFL game. You know, the first episode that Jamie and I ever recorded was when Todd Munkin decided to quit. <laughs> so we oh recorded. Gosh. Yeah, we recorded and felt real good about it. And Katie and I went out to eat. We we're at the Hog. This was on Sunday afternoon. And uh, I get a text from Jamie. And he was like, Munkin left. I was like, what? Oh. What do you mean? <laughs> so anyway, there's always something crazy that happens on the very first episode, I guess. But but anyway, so, so just yeah, just yeah, real quick, we don't have to spend a lot. Of yeah, time no, it. I mean, gosh, I I think the thing about the whole situation for me is, you know, it's like, like you said, we weren't watching it, we were recording. Uh, so all I had, you know, I kind of, I remember coming out of the room, I think, and uh, I think Lisa was had the TV on and. And then, you know, Sports Center's kind of running. And I think uh, it had the guy on the set with Scott Van Pelt, and they were just talking. And they just kept showing this, this, that same kind of run of like the players reacting. And I, you know, and of course, finally, I'm just trying to catch up with what happened and uh, is the guy alive? Because uh, just the, you know, the reactions were like the guy, I mean, obviously uh, died right there um, initially is what I thought. And they're like, well, no, they don't know that. But, um, I don't know. I, I just think a lot, you know, at least for me, uh, before I became a huge sports person, it's easy just to look at the NFL and just be like, these guys are just doing it for money. They don't really care. Um, you know, you look at some of those reactions from those guys and you see how much they care about their brother and, uh, their teammate. Uh, you can see how real it was and how much is bigger than the sport. And um, I don't know, I just, that that just gives you perspective of uh, the brotherhood that's formed, the bond that those guys have uh, being a part of a team and kind of what makes sport sport, mm-hmm. uh, what makes it special. And um, yeah, I mean, I think the reaction um, and what the NFL did was was obviously the right move. Um, I don't think you could ever get those guys back in the right mindset to try to play after something like that happened. Um, so I was proud to see that, that it was handled correctly. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if you watch Sunday or Saturday or whenever the NFL, these Saturday games are throwing my days off. And of course, everything's been a fog lately, but that opening kickoff, the guy from Buffalo, I mean, it, it's like, it's like made in a movie, you know, right. like wow. the game ends the first play back, the guy takes it to the house. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's it's what those kind of moments are so special. Yeah, no, no, it, it definitely made an impact, and it hit pretty close to home for me too. Just my, my dad went through an arrhythmia, right? Absolutely. And, uh, yep. And uh, you know, that's that's when hey, these guys that they run out there, these trainers that they, you know they don't, they might not do anything for a long, long time. And then in an instant, they aren't just going in there to tape an ankle always. They're going in there to save lives and they did it. 
uh, did it for yep. Demar, did it for my dad. You know, so yep. if you see one of those guys walk around, uh, just you know, tell them, tell them thank man. you for all they do, right? Yeah, um, but, yeah. but yeah, he's so he's doing much better, and um, it looks like he's on the on a on a track to recovery. But I wanted to make sure we mentioned that because that was just a, it was a big thing. Um, and the other thing was uh, Coach Carmody, right? Yep, yep. That kind of came out of nowhere for me. Uh, it seems like every time we turn around these days, we're losing somebody. Um, but he had a, he had a good lawn life. Um, big nasty architect of that nasty bunch of defense. He was a Southern Miss, nineteen seventy eight to eighty. Left and went to the Bills. Then came back to Southern Miss as a head coach. Stayed from 82 to 87. Of course, he's famous for defeating Bear Bryant's Alabama team in 1982, snapping the Crimson Tide's 56-game home winning streak. He's a Hall of Fame member in the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, Southern Miss M Club, and the Colin Hall of Fame. Excuse me. Um, and today is the 11th we're recording, so this isn't going to go out until tomorrow, the 12th. <laughs> But uh, that there is a memorial service to be held January 12th at 3 p.m. at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame in Jackson hmm. at 3 p.m. So uh, if by chance you listen to this uh, before then, then you can go and pay your respects. But um, sad loss. So a very good man, great Golden Eagle and, and someone who will you know definitely never be forgotten around these right. parts. Right. For sure. I mean, obviously, uh, before my time, but. I mean, it's the name that, you know, you was synonymous with Southern Miss and legendary coaches and and uh, the foundation of, of what made Southern Miss Southern Miss. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that picture uh, at the end of that game in Bama is something mm-hmm. that is. Everybody's got that, right? Yep, everybody's got it. It's If you're a Southern Miss person, you have it. And uh, what a legend. All right. So we've got that. Um... So let's jump into this mailbag. You know, last week we gave out our email address and I think I made the comment, like, I don't know if we're going to get like a hundred emails or zero, zero emails. I was, right. Right. I was really inching. I, I, was, I was leaning towards zero, which was, you know, whatever, but yeah, uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> Bunch of people emailed right away. Yeah. So I wanted to give sure. them some, some shout outs and just kind of uh, paraphr- cause they didn't, it wasn't just a, Hey man, Love the show. Uh, keep up the good work to the top. It was like right. a lot of these drawn out. I mean, they put some thought into it. So yeah, no, I, that uh, was very impressive. After I, I, think, I think you reading. called me and you're like, dude, you checked the email. I said no. <laughs> I checked it. I was like, look at that. Wow. So so I, I wanted to read a, a few, not the actual emails, but just kind of say who emailed us and and the ideas uh, that came from the email. Um, Eric Hook. Uh, emailed us and he said he wants to see us do more interviews. Well, I hope you like that Saquon Stone, Eric. That was just for you. Um, and he mentioned the likes of Coach Bauer and also Barry and Coach Ladner. And those are all in the works. You know, we'll we'll, we'll get a lot of those done. Uh, we've interviewed Ladner and Hall and Barry. We've interviewed all all three of them in the past. Never got never never done Coach Bauer. That's one of those where I would. Like to have to gummy up or something before, man. I'd be so damn nervous <laughs> talking. <laughs> talk about Southern Miss royalty. Yeah, I mean, I have I a great Bauer. Can. I have a great Bauer story. We used to go to uh, uh, Garfield's 
Remember when the right. coaches show, yep. the coaches show is at Garfield's? So some of our guys who were fanatical about every sport, uh, me and uh, I think maybe Neil Rogers uh, was with me and probably Chip Register and Clark Little probably. I know he's a listener, so I'll give Clark a shout out. Uh, we used to go to Garfield's on Thursday nights and listen to the Coach Bauer call-in show. And we would go every week. I mean, it was, you know, you had the same kind of crew, you know, the the Roger Camerons and the the people who were always there. Um, and it was, then it was us. It was just like, uh, you know, all the older crowd. And then it was a couple students. And so, you know, for after a couple of weeks, you know, he would come around and talk and uh, he would talk to us. And, you know, it was just a huge thing for me. I'm a freshman or a sophomore. And uh, just to shake his hand. And uh, one week he was like, I'm, I'm going to bring you guys some hats. And then we were like, okay, yeah, right. I'm sure he's just saying that. Sure enough, like next with the next week we come up and uh, he's like, hey, guys, I brought you all some hats. So after the show, like we go out to his truck, he pops open the hatch and has like 10 hats sitting there. He's like, pick which one you want. And dude, I'll never forget that. I think that was one of the coolest things. Yeah, that'd be a good thing to talk about. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about your killer defenses or. Yeah, let's talk about that time you gave me a hat. Remember that time you gave Pilo a hat? <laughs> In the Turtle Creek Mall parking lot. You remember that? Um, so anyway, like, no. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, Eric. Uh, we'll work on that Coach Bauer thing. Uh, next email is from Twitter mom, Margie. She wrote in saying she loves the real time recording like Jamie and I did at the bowl game this year. We'll see more of that. That is in the yeah. works, Margie. Um, she also said Pilo is this is this is how I know that might not have been Margie that wrote it because uh, she said Pilo is great. <laughs> thoughtful and fun i was like what that's not the pillow that, that was the, i just i wrote that in the drafts and just, <laughs> just sent it to the email right uh, and she that's also awesome. gave us she gave us an idea about a rapid fire segment featuring brian dozier yeah and she this is a good thing this is a great part right here she suggested getting the stat guy on the, the twitter center miss stat i forget what his twitter handle is an info or stat that's an info uh, yeah. that guy uh, to come on the show from time to time and just yeah. do his thing. Uh, give us some crazy stats. Uh, he's, he's great. He's way better than I am at that. And and that might not be a bad idea. I don't know who it is. I guess I'd have to figure out who it is first and then see if they Yeah, want, we'll have to DM to on Twitter, I'm sure. Something like this. And they follow each other. That's something that we'll definitely look into, Margie. Uh, and uh, just a couple more emails here. The Farmers um, chimed in with an idea to research a particular number on the football team that we could give to a certain player. Not that we have that kind of pull of uh, Farmers, but, you know, we could talk about it and um, and see if, you know, one of the coaches or athletic directors listens and thinks this is a great idea too. But um, he, cited, <laughs> he cited number nine uh, for Allman and Mullins, number 25, Ito and Fletch. I've always thought that number 24 at linebacker would be one that, that I would want. Like if I played football, I, I love 43, right? He's our guy. But that number yeah. 24 kind of, I thought it really meant something for a while. Started off with a rod. Yeah. Uh, and with G-Mac. G-Mac. and yeah. um, so, you know, I, I, I think that there's some merit to that. I, I, um, and not that the other numbers that he mentioned aren't, aren't great, but that, that 24 has always meant something special to me. So um, who knows? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, if, if you're that linebacker, it, it would be special to throw on that two four, and if you could have it kind of keep going year after year, that would be that would be neat. So that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, 
And the last email, and this is a good one. Um, S. Christopher uh, emailed in, and he had a great—he had a, a lot of great ideas. But one of them that we're going to do tonight is a strike, a three strikes segment. Um, just get our thoughts on random topics outside of USM. Well, this is not going to go exactly that way. <laughs> but, um, so, well, well, in some of the topics that that he put in here, like one of them was the the football game that was the, the national championship football game that was played like two nights ago. Well, we could have done that if we'd have recorded on a normal night, but then we got sick, so we couldn't. So we had to kind of play around with some of the questions here. But Pilo, if you're ready, I'm just going to say yeah, strike one. Do you do yours, I'll do mine, then strike two and strike three. And, We'll see if people yeah. like it. You ready? Yeah. Yep. All right. So strike one, Pilo, best sports movie. Best sports movie. I'm going to have to go uh, Tim Cup. Wow. Tim Cup. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of golf movies out there. And for a golf purist, uh, this you know, it's not going to be Happy Gilmore. Uh, it's It's got to be Tim Cup. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of gr- I think there's a lot of good sports movies out there. Um, I've got a bunch of them too, and the one yeah. I'm gonna go with, and a lot of them I probably haven't seen, um, like the classic, like older baseball movies. I've seen all like the like young ones, probably because of my age, like the Rookie of the Years, and like that. That's not up there with like best sports movie, but it's like my childhood. You know what I mean? Um, so I couldn't like mention that. I, I, well, I did, but um, I, yeah, I gotta go Tim Cup. I mean, well, you know, I was thinking about it, and um, I, I, there's tons of them that I like. I, I love. I'm a baseball guy. I'm a golf guy too. And here's my thing with Tim Cup. I love it, but he spun a three wood off of a green in the yeah, water like five times that. in a row. And I'm not yeah. even talking about purest movie. I'm going, man, it was great until he started spinning those three woods off the green. I don't know if I can deal with that. That's but, true. Um, That's but, true. But, but it was great. Um, so I thought about it, and I was going to go Field of Dreams. Love it. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. see how you can watch it unless you're Chad Dickens and not like it. Um, but <laughs> I, I think the one I'm going to go with is Hoosiers. Okay. I think, I think Hoosiers. I, I don't think you have to like sports. I don't think you have to like um, basketball. I, I don't think you have to think Gene Hackman's any good at acting. I think you watch it, and you tear up every damn time you watch that movie. I don't think there's any way – around it it's awesome i'm gonna go with hoosiers so okay. that's that's strike one strike two so this is gonna be an option with this one strike two if you could have uh either one of these i guess pick one and say why so an ncaa tournament bid in basketball this year or mm-hmm. we host another super regional at the peak oh man that's like, which kid of mine do I like the best? Um, <laughs> sheesh. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think, honestly, I, I think for our program and where we are right now, I'm going to take that NCAA bid. I'm with you. I'm doing the same thing. And, and I, think, I think it just continues momentum and in uh, Barry we trust and – uh, I think we're going to get it done out there and let the let those cards fall where they need to fall this year in the Sun Belt. Um, but man, what a basketball bid would do for us and w- winning seven games last year to a NCAA bid. 
Well, and also the way this thing's framed is, is the NCAA tournament bid for the basketball team or host super regional. It doesn't say we're not going to make super. If it is that, right. you know, NCAA tournament bid or you don't make the tournament in baseball or, or, or just, or, you know, like something like that. So we can still go. Right. Uh, and that might be our easiest path to Omaha. Actually, the only time we went, we didn't host, you know, that's right. Either one went to Florida, did them, went to Georgia tech, did them. And, um, or backwards. Yeah. Went to Georgia tech first. So anyway, yeah. Uh, good. All right. Strike three. Best thing you did in 2022. Oh man, that's a Easy. lot. That's a lot. A lot happened. Um, man, what a year! But I know it was a uh, glorious day, April fifth, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, I walked through the gates of Augusta National for the first time uh, after winning tickets in twenty nineteen, uh, and COVID and having to wait three years. Uh, finally, getting to go with my dad. And uh, one of my best friends, uh, although we didn't get to spend the whole day there because of weather, um, what a magical, special place that 1,000% lives up to the hype. Yeah, the only thing. You hear the hype and you've heard it my whole life. I've wanted to go since I was a kid. You know, I grew up playing golf and uh, knew people that went. Everybody says the same thing. Um, you know, and I remember thinking that the night before, like, I'm it's finally here, is it gonna let me down? You know, and um, not at all, it exceeded everything I could imagine. Yeah, I went to, I went this year as well, and um, I didn't get any pictures because I went to the Saturday round. Um, right, I know we were trying to leave, me and my buddy Matt, we we're trying to leave, we'd been there all day, we got there when it opened. Um, the, the sun was starting to come down. Like it was probably going to be dark in about an hour. We, mm-hmm. we got to drive out of Hattiesburg, you know? So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, actually we made it to Meridian anyway. Um, so, but as we're leaving, we see a spotter and start talking to him and he said, you know, Tiger's uh, coming up this way or whatever. And I was like, is he? I was like, well, dude, let's watch Tiger for a second. Yeah. <laughs> he birdies that hole. Okay. That was 13. The wraparound par five, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Almost chunks it in the water, uh, but gets it uh, up and down for a birdie. I was like, well, yep, yep. we can't leave now. He birdied a hole. So then we're walking yeah. with him, walking with that crowd. And um, and he birdies the next hole. We've been trying to leave now for, you know, 40 minutes. Oh, man. Like, well, damn, he birdied two in a row. We can't leave now. And then I think he parted the next one. And I was like, well, let's get down here. But, yeah. but anyway, so for my strike three, um, it could have been that because that was awesome. Um, but, and we're supposed to stay away from sudden miss stuff with this. I get that S Christopher, but, um, the best thing that I saw in 2022 was Tyler freaking Stewart throw that fastball for strike three to beat LSU and everybody went insane. The players started jumping over the fence. Oh man. I cried like a little girl. I gave oh, a I did. bear hug to uh, Momo Montenegro. And, um, you know, that's, I think by far, um, that was the best thing that that I saw that I did. Uh, however you want to frame it, it was awesome. But, but anyway, that's that's the mailbag, man. Those are three good three good mails. And um, anybody wants to send anything for next week, you can do it at uh, to the top talk at gmail.com. All right, man. Let's get to some basketball. Let's do it. 
14 and three, three and one in the Sun Belt. Um, had a couple games last week at ULL uh, or Louisiana, whatever you want to call them. Lost that game 75 61. We knew they were going to be good. Picked the win the league. We came in hot. They came out pissed, you know. <laughs> and um, I'm not positive that we that we played that bad. We missed a ton of two pointers, and I think they probably played out their ass a little bit. Um, the the walk on Kentrell Garnett, uh, well, former walk on, um, just went off six of eight from three point range, scored twenty points. That didn't usually happen, but I mean, I, I think at some point you just got to tip your hat. It, it wasn't the three pointers this week. It was it was the previous weeks we had kind of been getting by, um, shooting a low percentage from three point range, but just taking care of uh, t- taking care of the paint and uh, getting some fast break points. This game was kind of opposite. Uh, yep. We couldn't hit the two pointers. <laughs> we did a okay yeah. three point range. Um, and and Pinkney had a good night, twenty one and thirteen. Crowley fourteen. Uh, Hase just nine points. We got to get him going. Um, Eagles shoot just 35, 37.5 percent from the floor compared to Louisiana's fifty percent, which is insane. Um, so anyway, it, it was uh, you know, I, I didn't think we were going to go undefeated in conference. I'm tickled pink. That uh, we're three and one. Um, then so, anyway, uh, your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I've I've put it out of my brain. Um, so now I've got to dig back down there and remember. But no, I I just think it, like you said, I I think we missed too many under the basket. Um, um, uh, too many late passes uh and turnovers um and it's it just mistakes like that that you know um on the road conference you just can't do um and yeah i mean it is what it is I, like you said I, I think it's it's crazy to me that we're having these conversations that people are furious or uh, they're upset <laughs> after you know i'm like did did you watch a game last year or have you paid attention? Um, I, I'm just glad that we're in this situation, you know, that like we have a right to be frustrated um, when we don't win every game. So um, let's pat ourselves on the shoulder and remember where we are um, and how far this team has come. Um, it's okay. We're going to have a bad night. I mean, these kids are going to make mistakes, but um, it's all about how we bounce back. Hey, Playing on the road in college basketball is a different animal. We're it really see, is. Yeah, we, we, we're starting to see some of the some of those advantages coming back to Reed Green Coliseum, but uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. So anyway, um, half of that road trip's down. Uh, the next game we played uh, was Louisiana Monroe. I uh, got back in the in the win column on the game, sixty five to sixty. Pinkney and Crowley again. Uh, they showed out the game before, particularly Pinkney, uh, Austin Crowley. Um, joined him this time. Uh, those two combined for 45 of the 65 total points uh, for the Golden Eagles. Pinckney goes 24 and 11. Crowley, 21 points, six rebounds, two blocks, two steals. Is that any good? Uh, Jeffrey Armstrong made his first start. That was cool. Um, he scored yeah. five points. I uh, love watching Jeffrey get out there and, and, uh, and mix it up, specifically on the uh, defensive end. Uh, Ivory came off the bench for seven points in just 18 minutes of play. He made some huge buckets um, when he came in when, when we were 
kind of cold. Um, he has a knack of getting to the hole and just a swagger out there, man. I love, I love me some Donovan Ivory. But so got back in the wing column. No doubt. I mean, man, uh, I mean, Mr. Efficient, you know, doing what he does. Um, gosh, Pingney and Crowley and then several other guys on the team. It's like even Ivory. Ivory's one of those guys, like when they get hot, it is just, you can just tell. Uh, they can take over a game really quickly. And uh, Pingney's been kind of the backbone on this road trip so far. And, I mean, obviously teams are reading the, the report, the scouting, and they're doubling up Hase or at least making him uncomfortable. And, um, and we got to find a way to get him going again. And, um, but, you know, huge, huge part for Pinkney to step up and, you know, fill that gap. Um, glad he's on our side. Yeah. You got a uh, coverage USA. Uh, I mean, coverage USA. Listen to me. Jeez. Um, God, I did have COVID all week. Um, <laughs> I wish I had something to poop. None of that happened. I'm going to have to do like a pie to the face. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, Pinkney, Sunbelt Player of the Week, which follows up Austin Crowley, uh, Sunbelt Player of the Week last week. Yep. Uh, up next for the Eagles, Thursday, January 12th, 8 p.m. on ESPN2 National TV. We're at the Marshall Thundering Herd. Uh, and then we are at Arkansas State on the 14th. That'll conclude that four-game roadie. Then we'll be back at Reed Green for four straight. That'll be nice. But, you know, look, man, Marshall's good. Um, they got a kid named Andrew Taylor averaging 18.8 per game. They got five kids uh, averaging eight points or more. Um, Micah Hendlogton mm. leads the herd on the glass, uh, 11.2 rebounds per game. Um, he's got uh, 191 total rebounds. Uh, Marshall's 43.2 rebounds per game, ranks second nationally, and is 15. It's 15.2 offensive rebounds per game, leads the country. So these guys can rebound their ass off. Um, our team is having some struggles getting to the game again. I don't know if you saw that the bus broke down or something. The plane was canceled, and and just I, I know that's happening to a lot of people right now. It seems to happen to our men's basketball team quite a bit. <laughs> I don't know what the deal with that is, but. Right. Uh, so I'm not sure if they got there tonight or not. Um, either way, man, road trips are tough. You throw a wrinkle like that in there, it's, you know, got to make it a little bit tougher. But I guess that's kind of the Southern Miss way. So we'll see what happens tomorrow night. But get to uh, make sure you get to your TV set or your local watering hole. We like to go to Forest Street um, and watch that game at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. All right, Lady Eagles. Let them hit on them real quick. We don't have Shane here anymore to do all this, so I did a little, <laughs> and I've got it right here. So Lady Eagles, uh, ten and five, three and one in the conference. Uh, they beat Louisiana forty-four to forty-three. This was a thriller. I actually, listened to Bake's call right there at the end. Um, went down to the wire. Bracy for Southern Miss with sixteen and eight. Um, Bracy made a bucket with twenty-four seconds to pull them one, then made the game winner with only six seconds left. That's five wins. That, that was five wins in a row for the Lady Eagles. Um, absolute thriller of a game. It's nice to see them kind of, you know, they went through a lull for a little bit and it seems like they're turning it around. And then the next game they played, they lost to James Madison, 63 to 54. Um, James Madison had a 21 to 6 lead after quarter number one. And it just was too much to overcome. Lady Eagles, uh, 
with three players in double figures. Davis was 16, Bracey 13, and Funes was 10. Um, but look, James Madison's good. Um, the, the, the Eagles were hot. Lady Eagles are hot uh, coming into the game, but they were cold from the start of this one and just too much to overcome. JMU now improves to 14 and 2 overall, 4 and 0 in the conference. So nothing to hang your hat about there. Uh, speaking of the Sun Belt, the men, the Eagles are tied for first at 3 and 1 with Troy, Georgia Southern, and Louisiana Monroe. Uh, there are six teams in second at two and two, including Marshall, who we play tomorrow night. Everybody else is at one and three. So the Sun Belt is kind of wide ass open. On the ladies' side, they're, the, the Lady Eagles are tied for second at three and one. James Madison leading at four and oh, and there are seven teams tied for third at two and two. So that's pretty much wide open. So right here at the beginning, man, this Sun Belt is crazy competitive. And, um, and and we'll see uh, we'll we'll see how we can finish out the season. So before we wrap it up, just a few things that are in the news. Santrell, if you do anything else below, feel free to jump in here. I, I did all the notes, and then like some more days went by, and I didn't do any more notes. So something else has happened. Then just jump right in. But Santrell Latham, linebacker at Southern Miss, has agreed to play in the Hula Bowl, which would take place on January fourteenth in Orlando, Florida. That's really cool. Um, Frank Gore Jr. and Dalen Gill made the all-bowl team. Um, and we mentioned already that Austin Bell Player of the Week last week, Pink did it this week. Uh, Southern Miss Softball has released its full schedule. Uh, it, within that schedule, they have four teams that made the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, so we're going to have Ole Miss at home on March the 15th from midweek. We'll be at Alabama on March the 1st. We have ULL at home for a three-game set on March 17th, 18th, and 19th, and we're at Georgia Tech, the very last series of the year before the Sun Belt tourney starts. So, nice. some strategy there, I guess, pay, playing, playing one of the toughest teams you can play right before you get into your tournament. <laughs> um, and, I, and I saw this tweeted out, uh, the women's basketball is calling all Lady Eagle alumni to come to the ULM game on January the 14th. Um, if you are a Lady Eagle alumni and you want to go to that game, you can email Pamela Shows at Pamela.Shows at USM.edu or call the office at 601-266-6444. And with that, man, I think we'll just jump straight into the shout-outs. <laughs> Patrick, do you have any shout-outs? Yeah, I do. Um, I think my shout-outs this week are pretty family-centric. Uh, first of all, uh, today, the night we're recording this, uh, January 11th, uh, is my daughter's birthday. So shout out Harper. Uh, she is seven years old today. Uh, that is insanity to me. Uh, man, um, don't blink. She is, yeah, she is, uh, a light, uh, in my life and, uh, just love her crazy about her. Um, She's awesome. Uh, secondly, my wife, uh, Lisa, uh, you know, she works with academics uh, or in athletics on the academic side. So she uh, makes sure a lot of these players are eligible and making sure they're in the right classes, go to class, doing all the things behind the scenes. Um, just want to give her a shout out for all the hard work that she does. Because uh, softball, one of her sports, posted the best ever 
GPA uh, this semester in program history and football, I think, had the highest uh, GPA uh, on record as right. well. And so that's two of her sports um, that she works with. Having does she work with? Uh, does she work with six year olds? Uh, I mean, now, now, previously she did. Now we have a seven year old. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think it may feel like sometimes working with a six year old with some of those. Uh, athletes they can uh they can definitely wear on your nerves and are they're pretty needy at times but you know that's all part of the process of making sure that you know uh they can get out there and stay eligible it's it's a lot of behind the scenes work and uh a lot of times they're don't get the credit i think they deserve so huge shout out to lisa and uh the the team that they have there uh they do a great job uh and uh finally um Coach uh, Steve Knight, um, got to give a shout out to him. That's my Lisa's uncle. Um, you know, her dad, Chuck, his uh, younger brother. So Chuck's the oldest brother, the younger brothers. Or, I say younger. There's five brothers. So the second of the five, uh, Steve, uh, he just had a 750th uh, career win. That's right. Uh, and... Uh, just have to give him a shout out. Um, I mean, I married into uh, one crazy uh, sports uh, talented family. It's like everywhere you turn on that side of the family, there's athletes and coaches that are just legendary. And uh, it is really cool to hear some of his stories and uh, how he's still getting it done after all these years is is just awesome. So bravo, Coach uh, Steve, and uh, that, that'll do it for me. Yeah, and Steve also Southern Miss grad. That's right. Yeah, one yeah, heck of a baseball great. player. Uh, is, is, is he one of those guys who's just good at everything? Like, yeah, like, you know, yeah, he's we've actually a before, really good like, golfer too. So, yeah, a great golfer. He's got a good yep. head of hair. You know, uh, yeah. wins seven hundred and fifty basketball games. That's an absolute ton. Drinks a lot um, of cokes. Yeah, he's one of those guys. That's great. He probably yeah. plays guitar. He probably like has written a symphony. Yeah. He's that dude. Um, so uh, my shout outs, um, huge shout out to COVID. That's been fun all week. I'm um, so really glad I got my, my, uh, my voice back now. I, I couldn't, I tell you one thing that that's hit me Pilo with this COVID about, yeah. uh, is some dizziness, Ooh. you know, like I, I've, I've this morning I was getting out of the car and I was going to uh, a gas station. And I'm walking in there and I kind of like walk sideways for a second. I was like, what am I doing? And I'm thinking when I get in there, like the people, did they just see me do that? And they're like, sir, you okay? I'm like, I'm good. Like, sir, are you sure? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. And I'm buying some big red gum. So now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, great. You're seeing me wobbling through the parking lot. I'm buying big red gum. They're like, sir, are you, I mean, you say it in the morning. I was like, I get it. I just, you know, give me the gum. It'd be great. Anyway. <laughs> shout out to COVID. That's been great. Um, shout out to Saquon Stone, man. Yeah. For coming on tonight. That was terrific. I I I hope it comes off as well as as I think it did because he just knocked it out of the park, I thought. Um, shout out to Zoe Scruggs Gore. Um, she bought a shirt for her guy. I'm not sure if it was a boyfriend or a husband or a brother. I'm probably sticking my foot in my mouth there. Um, it was a guy. 
it was definitely a guy she bought this shirt for. He was holding it up in the picture. And um, it was one of those 601 shirts. Did you make yeah. that shirt? Oh, yeah. Was that, was that one of yours? Your design? One of mine. Yep. That was, yeah. a, that was the uh, Charlie Wallace request shirt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think his whole family's got those. But yes. Uh, so, Zoe, thank you very much for, for buying those. We don't we make a lot of money off those things. We just, when we have cool, cool ideas, uh, it's an avenue that we can put them out there. Pilo is an absolute magician. So he comes up with these designs and they're really cool. Um, and uh, I guess that's about it for my shout outs. Um, Man, this is gonna be a long episode. We're gonna have to do some some doctoring to this to this document here, but <laughs> we're gonna get after that. Um, everybody, thanks for listening today. Uh, whatever day you might have listened, and whichever platform you chose to listen in on, remember you can follow me at Bumper J Bailey. Follow Patrick at P Lowry. Um, follow us on all the social at To The Top Talk, and don't forget about the mailbag To The Top Talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm going to stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football. But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. When the football season is over and done, here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee But I chose Southern Mississippi And right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC or Notre Dame you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one 
Ask Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. 